are listening on the network. Do yourself a favor. Please go tell your friends. Go to www.unrestrictedparanormal.com. Now, when you spell unrestricted, folks, make sure that when you get to the unrest part, you go RXTD. Okay? Because I spelled it slightly different. Unrestrictedparanormal.com. It's all one word. I'd like to thank our sponsors before we get started. As always, Henderson Castle. HendersonCastle.com. I'm going to try not to be tongue twisted tonight, folks. So hang in there with me. Go to HendersonCastle.com, and you too can book a getaway at an 1895's bed and breakfast uh, built by Frank and Mary Henderson here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Also, Gun Barrel Coffee. You've had the rest. Drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. They, they won't let you down, I promise. They're out of Batavia, Illinois. Look them up at GunBarrelCoffee.com. This is run by veterans. Uh, the coffee is roasted by veterans. Proceeds go to help veterans, and you know I'm all about that. We've got a guest with us tonight. Uh, we've got a gentleman by the name of Tommy amongst the tombstones. Now, I met another fellow by the name of uh, Drew McRae, who does living history and uh, is also uh, part of the Midwest Parahistorical Society, which I've now been brought into and uh, did an investigation with them, I believe, maybe a week ago. I think it's a week ago now, maybe a week and a half. And uh, I met this young man, and I had seen him a few times on YouTube. Um, not to be rude to him, but I, I kind of watched here and there, but I didn't like delve into it. Now I've, I've delved into his product and I, I love what he's doing. You know, he's, he's creating a niche for himself. And so we've got, uh, him with us tonight. Uh, everybody welcome, uh, Tommy Tombstone to the program. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Thanks for being here. I know we, we kind of ramshackled and did this last minute. Uh, and that's okay. And I know we invited Drew, but uh, Drew's doing his thing. So if he comes in, he comes in at some point. If not, we'll we'll be sure to get him on uh, as well. If not, all all three of us or all four of us or all five of us uh, that were there at some point in time on a later show. Um, I've been doing paranormal for quite a few years, folks. Uh, Southern Michigan Paranormals have been around for a good 15 years now. And uh, before that, we were the Paranormals. Uh, which I started with a, a person that I've known for a few years, well, quite a long time. Uh, he's no longer, you know, involved and, and whatnot. But uh, we were anything but normal, so that's why we called ourselves the paranormals, because we were not a paranormals. And um, it just kind of went from there. But uh, just to give you a little background, folks, uh, that's where I'm at. So coming into an investigation, uh, meeting Tommy and, and Drew and, and uh, Mark and, and Joe, right? Yeah, Joe. Joe, your, camera, Joe, your cameraman. Yep. Meeting everybody was really great. Um, you know, these guys have been at it for a little less time than, than me, but that didn't matter. They're still doing good things. Uh, they had great content. But uh, let me let me just get to you. You're the guest on the show. Nobody wants <laughs> to hear me talking about me. Uh, when did you when did you become interested in the paranormal? Because you're a younger guy. I mean, I'm I'm getting ready to hit 59 here in January. Um, what are you pushing? About 23. Me? Yeah. You're, no, you're, I'm, I'm I'm 26. Oh yeah, you're so old. So, <laughs> what got you interested in this? Because I because I think you were saying that you weren't initially doing the paranormal stuff. You were doing other things. Yeah. No, I had actually no intentions of ever doing this kind of stuff. Um, like I said, I've been doing videos since like 2009. I have an old YouTube channel. Um, right. I started out making like goofy. Um, Bigfoot videos. I was always obsessed with Bigfoot, which we talked about. So that's kind of funny. Um, so I did those for years growing up. Um, 
and then eventually I got into short films, doing like horror short films, horror movies and stuff. And that's my passion. Um, so I did those for a while. And then it wasn't until around when COVID first hit, um, you know, everyone else was dead at that point because, you know, you had to stay inside and stuff. So I was like, well, what can I do on my YouTube channel besides short films in which I couldn't get everyone together to do those? So I was like, what can I do? So I, I've always been interested in the paranormal. I used to watch all the, you know, uh, paranormal activity and stuff like it when I was younger and some of the ghost hunting shows. So I was, I've always been interested in it, but I never thought of actually doing it, right? So eventually it came to the point where I was like, okay, I'm interested in this. Let's go check out some weird, creepy cemeteries. So I started doing those, which happened to be Munchkin Land, um, if you're aware of that location, which I think oh, you yeah. are. Oh, yeah. Um, so I started off going there a couple of times and got some weird stuff. And I, from then on there, I was, or from then on out, I was like, okay, this is definitely interesting. I think I can make some cool videos about this. So I did about three or four last year in 2020. Um, and then it kind of died out. And then I did a couple more short films. Well, it wasn't until like the, uh, the beginning of the summer of 2021, I started doing these and I got more into it. And then the more I did it, more stuff started happening. So I was like, okay, this stuff is not, you know, it's no BS, you know, this stuff is legit, as real as it gets. And then I, and then I met Drew, which hopefully comes on here. I don't know. Um, and then it just, from there, from there, it just only went up, honestly. So I, and I've loved doing it. Like I have so much passion for this at this point. And I've only been doing it for basically not even a year, really. Cause I started it last year, but I did like three videos and it wasn't until this summer when I started really getting into it. So well, you're doing the basics, you know, and being the guest there and the visitor there, I didn't want to overstep bounds when I first met you guys. Um, I came home and told my wife, you know, all about, you know, the investigation and all these these people I met. And I told her, I said, I'm impressed with one thing and one thing mainly. And it's not that you have to have my, you know, my approval uh, by no means, but <laughs> I still look at that when I get involved with other people doing this, because, again, doing it as long as I have with my group. I'm still learning too. You know, I, I don't know at all, but I really put a lot of science mixed in with metaphysical mixed in with, you know, the spiritual, I mix in quite a few different things. Scientific method is always the number one thing that, that I operate on, you know, with my group running my group uh, or investigating and you guys, you know, we're hitting some of the points in there. So I just want to let you know, as I told you that night, again, not knowing me, um, I'm very impressed. I'm impressed that you guys are doing a lot of things right. Um, as I said, I look forward to working with you, you guys some more, you too, uh, maybe even you and I doing some things, uh, which is going to segue into my next question. So you weren't really looking to get into this now. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't look to me that you have an innate fear, you know, of any of this, you know, maybe being cautious and not sure what to expect is what I saw in your face, you know, uh, in some of your earlier videos. And, you know, that's how a lot of us start out. You know, if you can handle that fear factor of the, you know, the flight or fight uh, type of deal and you're, you know that that's why you're there and you need to maintain what you're doing and try to be somewhat calm uh, in your assessment and gathering, you know, your, your clues, you know, your evidence. Um, was, that a, was that on your mind when you started that you were like, man, I don't know if I'm ready for this or if I see something? <laughs> yeah, like when I first started, I was, you know, I got anxiety a little bit doing it mm -hmm. and um, you would go to these different places and you never know what you're going to see or right. you know, expect really. Um, 
So at first, you know, and then I don't think it was as much as going to locations. It was after you did it. And when you went home to go to sleep, I think that's when it bothered me the most because I was kind of paranoid. But it's like over time doing this, this whole summer, it got better and better. And it's getting to the point where it, it I still get spooked out and stuff, but it doesn't bother me as much as when I first started, honestly. So well, your concern is real. You know, your concern is real. As I, as you heard me say out loud, you know, when we were there that night that no one had any per permission to follow any of us home. That's something I got in the habit of a few years after, like you, I was into it and I didn't, I didn't know. And I realized I came home with a little paranoia being sensitive that I am. Uh, anyway, uh, things followed me home and, uh, there was some, nothing, nothing terrible, you know, that I could write a book about or a horror movie about, but just some odd stuff, you know, and, and dreams and some other things have happened to me since and still do. But again, see, you're, you're mindful of it, which tells me that, you know, your intent is in a good place. You know, you, you're trying to find out, you want to discover, you know, you have that, I can see it in you. You have that energy, man. You are, you are just hyped up when something happens and you feel you've got something. And I love that because still feeling you out when I first met you, I mean this, Tommy, that, you know, you, you have the right intent for me with anybody that's doing this work. I look at that too, you know, be again, being the new guy in with you guys, you already had your thing going. And I, I, I again, I didn't want to say anything. I know I talked a lot. That's because I had probably about 26,000 <laughs> cups of coffee uh, before I got to Drew's and before we got out there. But I'm I'm always over eager to share, too. So where I'm going with this, as I said, I could tell the intent that you guys had was good. You know, you're ghost chasing a little bit, but that's OK, because you guys are still looking to find answers to good questions. You know, um, you're not out there doing silly things and saying, well, let's let's see if we can get something negative to happen. Uh, you know, like some of the shows do. And I think some of the people who are out here operating too, and I, I speak very out about it and very verbally about this. There's a lot of people doing what you're doing. There's a lot of people doing what I do. Sometimes I'm not always convinced that they're kind of doing it for the right reasons. And, and I don't besmirch anybody creating content or doing what they do. I don't. But where's your intent? That makes sense to you, Tom. Where, like, where's where's your where's your intent, man? Are you going in there? Like, listen, I ain't here to judge you. I ain't here to move nobody on. None of this silly stuff, or to make life worse for you on the other side. Just want to communicate and find out your story and share it. So you want to know what my intent is of like when I do these? Yeah, and stuff? yeah. What, what? I mean, I felt that your intent was good. I'm, yeah. I, I I think it is. Yeah, like when I go, like when I first started doing this stuff, it was started off with like, okay, I want to see if this stuff's legit. Let's see if I can get any responses or right. see anything, hear anything. And then the more I invested in more gear and stuff like that, it's like I really want to know the history behind the place. I like, like that's why I love doing the stuff with Drew because they do all the the research and the history. Mark and stuff. Mark's great. Um, and it's like going into these places. It's like I want to know the background. I want to know like what happened here. You know who who was all involved, who died here, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like it's cool when you know that background information and you bring it to the investigation. And then you're like, okay, so I know this person was involved. Let's ask this person if like some questions and stuff. And I feel like my my intent is to figure out um, if obviously if there's activity there, but it's also like I want to find the information what like happened in that like if there was a tragedy or why this person is like this or why the spirit is like this, it's not just, Oh, there's a ghost or, 
there's something, there's a sound. It's like, I want to know like what happened at the end of the investigation. I want to get some answers out of it. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. And and I'm into it for the activity too, folks. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not trying to set Tommy up for <laughs> any kind of thing here because everybody knows I don't do that on the show. Um, but you know, I'm trying to find some common ground and I could tell, I could tell you guys were on the right track and then getting some answers again, not knowing everything about the case, but just overhearing you guys talk to the, you know, the, the, um, historical society folks that were there. Um, we, we got some stuff that was pretty, I mean, straight up indicators. Now, what I've told people in the past is because they've asked me, it's like, well, how do you know for sure that's the person and you're not, you're not talking to somebody else and they're just telling you what you want to hear. Um, and I think because some of our questions were were put forth in such a way, those of you who can go out and see these videos that were produced, um, you'll see we kept them in an, in an area where we weren't trying to lead. I mean, we did a couple times, you know, with names and whatnot, which you have to sometimes. Um, but then, you know, when we asked what's your last name or who was it, you know, that may have shot you, killed you, what, ha what have you, wherever we're at, and you are getting names that match, we had not, you know, we may have mentioned those names throughout the night, but I don't know. I, it's hard to explain to even people listening that once you've been doing this a while, I can tell when we have a trickster, which I know I've encountered. And I know it's people who aren't even connected to whoever's we're trying to speak to. And you can tell because they start swearing at us. They start, uh, you know, playing other games, saying other names, doing different things that, you know, the, the, the indicators are there and I didn't see any of those that night. Again, I had to learn that over time, but, um, back to what I was, was trying to pinpoint was, you know, you, you have a good person in Drew, um, you know, Mark too, you know, doing the research, Drew is passionate about history, uh, telling somebody's story. And I think if you continue on that line, you know, this is definitely going to get even rich, more enriching. Uh, for you. I, I really believe that spiritually and, and personally too. Um, and, and I know that for a fact, because it has for me, you know, it has, it's, it opens a lot of doors uh, on the inside. The other thing is too, is providing a voice for the dead. As you can tell, Tommy, you've been to places, people are there, they're wanting to speak, they want to communicate. Uh, they, and I, I think the overall feeling, and you can tell me what you think on this, the overall feeling I get a lot of the times is they just don't want to be forgotten. They, I think there's, if there's any consciousness left in anybody that they can still think and they know what's, they know kind of what's going on, uh, they're on the other side. They just, they don't want to be forgotten. No, I agree with that. And it's like, sometimes they, it's just, they don't have enough energy. It seems, which if anyone's not into paranormal stuff, I don't think they would understand that, but you know, you have to have a certain amount of energy to, to be able to communicate spirits to, and it's sometimes it's like they can't or they only say a little bit, but then sometimes you'll get like a lot and it's like, wow. So it's it just really depends on the situation. But, yeah, no, I know what you're, exactly what you're saying. And see, see, this this is what I, this is what I like about you, young man. You're, you're keying right in on things that are absolutely accurate as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, it is. We, we don't know how easy or tough it is from the other side to manifest any kind of energy as you said, to communicate, show themselves, move around. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we operate in the paranormal is theory. That's what most of what we're doing is theory. 99% uh, uh, of what we're operating on is good theory. You know, it's good scientific theory. I think that more than one way or another, 
and I'm going to go out on a branch here, people listening to the program here, is that I remember I've had discussions with other folks. I think we might have had a talk a little bit about that that night too, and since then too, that you know, how much proof do all of us out here doing this work have to provide to the common person or even the pseudo-skeptic? You know, being a healthy skeptic is one thing, because I am still too, even though I'm a believer. There's a lot of stories and a lot of things that you still need to walk into this going, well, I, I don't know, man. You know, I, I get I need to catch some things, see some things, do some things before I'm willing to just, you know, go with the story, jump into the whole, you know, scenario. And like I said, I, I see that happening and operating and, and I find it to be a good thing. And I, speak of the crazy old man, guess who's ready to join us? It's it's Drew. It's got to be Drew. Yeah. Then there's this Drew guy. Oh wait, he's in the room. I guess we should stop <laughs> talking about him. Everybody, welcome Drew McRae uh, from Living History and also the Midwest Parahistorical Society. I know that he was doing a live stream and uh, again being patient with me. Uh, but Drew, welcome aboard. Howdy. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, just talking to Tommy about him being a young man, getting involved in this and only spending less than a year himself at this. And I'm liking what I see, you know, um, I told him my opinion probably don't mean a hill of beans to him and other people involved, but, um, I told him and I'll, I'll reiterate this Tom. So hang on. I gotta, I gotta back up a little bit. So I was telling Tommy that, you know, basically, um, coming home, talking to my wife about that experience that night, meeting all of you. Uh, and she got tired of me at one point saying, man, he's a really nice guy. Really nice guy. They're really nice guy. Tommy's a really nice guy. Drew's a really nice guy. Mark's a really nice guy. You know, Joe's a really nice guy. She's <laughs> like, how many times are you going to say that tonight? And she knows um, that it's been tough for me to find other people out here operating within paranormal, you know, realm, the field, uh, that I can say that about with certain individuals because we won't focus on that and the show tonight. But, you know, it's a thing. And uh, everybody mm -hmm. had their head about them. Everybody was doing what I've, you know, what I've prided myself on doing for 15 years in this uh, and what I've worked with some other groups doing. And I tell Tommy he's right on target. You're on. You are definitely on target. You already had a jump on the rest because you do this living history um, channel. And you also are passionate about history like myself and others involved in this. And so it was a natural. It was a given. But I told him, you guys did some things that I was watching as, as the honored guest and the observer. And I didn't, as I told Tommy, I didn't, I didn't want to overstep my bounds and shoot my mouth off too much, which I know I did because I, I told him I had about 20,000 cups of coffee before I got to you and before we got there. And I have so much I want to share. But um, you guys did a lot of good things. And I, that was what I loved coming home to tell my wife. And... My wife's been alongside me with this from day one, and, and she knows my frustration sometimes when I've met folks and I've worked with them and I see them doing some things. And then I'm like, well, how am I going to be this new guy coming into this friendship or, you know what I mean, in a group and saying, hey, can I can I talk? Can we sit down? Can I pass on some advice or can I give you some pointers? You know, I didn't want to do that. But now I'll shut up because I've got long winded because Drew and I both love to go all the way around the block to get to a point in the story I, I did want to oh, chime please, in on what sir. you were saying uh, before you and I will go three and four in. blocks out of the way to get into the well, story well go ahead Tony 
Um, yeah, I, I, before Drew uh, came on, I, I was going to chime in about um, – I was going to say you can go to, like, the same location, right, like five times, and you're going to get different answers and different responses and see different things than you would every other night. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be – you can go to, the, like, the most haunted place – and you could go there five nights out of the week and each night is going to be something completely different. And as well as we were saying about someone being like a skeptic and stuff like that, um, like uh, I'm sure you're aware of um, the Ada Witch uh, Finley Cemetery, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to sit. We'll, we'll have to sit together as friends and we'll have to talk about that because I know some people who are a group that's involved and I, I don't have nice things, but go ahead. Uh, but no, I was just going to say, cause uh, you were talking about people being skeptics and how story, how people make up stories and stuff. Right. And I was just going right. to say, I'm not going to say a whole lot about it cause I can go dive right into it, but I did investigation there and I, you, you know, the storyline and stuff about the Atta witch and stuff. Oh yeah. And I just want to say like, I went there and that place is definitely has a lot of activity, but the answers that I got pointed directly that she was not, which there was it's, it's complete bs that's all it i is. had to say it so I, I was just kind of saying or chiming in about the stuff <laughs> right before drew came in i just well, had this, i just want that's another reason why i think uh, a lot of us you know me being new to you guys a circle that we're going to get along very famously <laughs> i'm not out there to go and burst people's bubbles or to start fights and fires you know i've been through all that in this field folks trust me you get involved in the paranormal and it you'd be sh well you probably wouldn't be shocked that most anything you start i don't even care if it's a knitting club you know you're going to have dissension you're going to have circles and uh people doing their own thing you know what i mean and you're going to have the haters and the naysayers and the fakers and the phonies and unfortunately the the, the paranormal's full of it and people just ride on some of these urban legends now i've had a lot of fun going after a few of these and i've been to the locations and i've done some things that you know just to see i was curious and i ain't out here to naysay it all i will say about ada is yeah and a, a group a, a two people who have put a headstone there and, you know, other things, uh, probably not the best people that I would follow as far as information on that. So I'm with you on that. It, it, you know, there's <laughs> never been any truth to that story. Same with the Michigan Bell building up in Grand Rapids and a whole slew of other things. Because um, once you really start outside of Google, okay, once you really start researching this stuff and, and Folks who are listening to the program, I know we, we might have people watch it here at some point, too. I got this weird thing for you. Now, listen to me closely. You can go to this building. Sometimes they're square. Sometimes they're tall. And you go in and you have to give some information. And they give you a little card. And then you get to go through this building. It's like a little card. has your stuff on it. And there's books. There's books in this building. And you can go in there and you can check them out. And you can do research. They have they have you know, landline, believe it or not, they got landline maps, they have land plat maps, they have all sorts of stuff that you can do research and do history on, even including some of these stories and these legends. Now, have fun, go out and investigate them. Don't get me wrong here. I don't want to stir anybody and turn anybody off to paranormal investigating, but I'm with Tommy on this. It's just like, they're, they're fun to kind of look into, but then you go there and you're just like, what, what in the world? You know, the glowing headstone folks in, in three rivers. Um, I got bad news or schoolcraft rather not three rivers. got bad news. I told Drew already, you know, we went there to put that to rest, even though I had a weird run in with sheep. I know that sounds weird on the program, right? 
everybody's like sheep where where's this going um that's a whole nother story lichen there's a lot of moss and lichen that was on this headstone and when you lit it up with your headlights and for a few minutes afterwards it's phosphorus and it glows so at a distance people were thinking ah there's a headstone in there it's glowing and and ghostly stuff and but we did get evidence out of that cemetery guys we did so i know what you're saying i know what you're saying man but back to you guys uh just i again i want to say it on the air and i'll I'll continue to say it loved what you guys did you guys do a lot of stuff for your content and i I like the way you put that together as well and i'm just appreciative that i was there to be part of some of the fact finding you know uh, seriously I think some of it was fact-finding. You know, some of the answers that you guys got through the ghost box or otherwise were just amazing. Well, and you know, it's, it's been, it, it was a pleasure um, not only meeting you as a, as a fellow investigator, but also um, meeting you as, as another like-minded person who is, you and I share a lot of the same interests, whether it's the paranormal or it's Ghostbusters or whatever the case may be. We have a lot in common. I mean, there's just a few years between us. We both grew up during the same era. And, you know, it's really hard. (laughs) Yeah, it's really hard to find those like-minded people that you you can meet but already know them. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's how I feel like you and I hit it off. Tommy, Tommy just amazes me. Okay. Tommy, Tommy is, is less than half our age. You know, I'm 53 years old. Danny, you're a little older than I am. Tommy's 25 years old. And 26, but close. Oh, okay. Well, you know, he got my age I'm too. sorry. You, you okay. might as well start saying 25. You can get away with it. You don't even look that. So yeah, you can get away with it. You can get away with twenty three. I mean, we could find you younger women. Um, but um, Tommy just amazes me when I when I bu- when I bumped into Tommy. Um, he was uh, he was going out doing these investigations. He was. He, he was he was he was he was cracking a lot of jokes. He was having a lot of fun on the investigation, and just since I met him, and he started coming out with me, I have seen this serious side uh, of Tommy pop out, and he really just he dives into these investigations and he does everything he can to gather whatever evidence that that he can find even his videos have increased in quality and quantity and just it amazes me that that though he won't admit it don't don't think for a second he will admit this but his videos have really started being more like mine and <laughs> I, i'm just waiting until I'm, he completely sorry, changes Tommy. his style of hey 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 watch it <laughs> you forget i've crossed over i have friends on the other I'm, side i'm gonna get out you i'm gonna get watch out. in my stocking i better watch it <laughs> no no that's a good that's a good compliment yeah i, I you know I, like i said i've noticed some things too and 
I go back and look at some of his early work and it's funny how he's been to a lot of places I've done, my group's done and we've been at, mentioned Munchkinland right at the top of the program. And um, I have some really mm-hmm. interesting photos from there. That's, uh, I had some major shadow movement in the back of the cemetery. I tried to research the story uh, because I've talked to not only people living near the place, I've talked to some people who actually, you know, control the property. Um, and of course, you know, some of the stories surrounding it, Again, like you guys alluded to earlier, uh, you know, there might have been abuse and things that were tagged to these stories. Uh, there's just no way to really register 100%, but makes for a great story. But there is something going on in that cemetery. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, oh, one of my headshots. When, when we uh, went out and done it. What's that? Oh, yeah. When you guys went and did it? I yeah. Said, when, when Mark and I went out and done it uh, last but, last winter. Um, we had a lot of, of very powerful um, EMF spikes and things. Um, not really very much vocal communication, not very much action. But the uh, number one, the cemetery, though has no open and close hours, the the organization the county organization that runs it don't want anybody in there after dark and if you go into the cemetery you understand that um because of all the all the stones that have been damaged and and things i hear that train come coming around um that's probably mine but uh, okay, well, you'll hear mine probably here real soon, too. It's only a block down the road. But it they have cameras set up all around the church. Now, my wife's cousin is friends with the daughter of the people that own the church. And she's actually trying to get in contact with her about getting us in the church. Now, the legend of the church um, there at Munchkin and... Um, Supposedly, back in the early 20th century, the minister of the church was a little, uh, let's just say he had a couple screws loose. And according to legend, he murdered uh, a couple little girls in the basement of the church and drugged them out to the edge of the cemetery on the woods line and buried them in an unmarked grave. And then was so overcome with grief, supposedly, you know, according to legend, depending upon how you believe, God just completely ripped him a new one. And he hung himself from the rope hanging down from the bell tower. Um, So that would be three, quote unquote, known deaths in that chapel. So she's trying to get us in there to see what we can come up with in there since we can't do anything on the cemetery property, but the chapel's owned by somebody else. So they can't control how late we're there and stuff. Um, yeah, the, the time you mentioned we there, the bell building. Yeah, the time we were there. Uh, we were the there. bell building. No, I think I, so. I think we were there about 2000 and maybe 2009, 10. And I know that John, one of my guys is the person that knew the same. I'd be interested not to focus on it, but I'd be interested to, 
you know, to see if it's some of the same ownership. Cause like I said, we had permission to be out there what? and it started raining on us. So that, you know, that's always fun. Uh, when you're what? out there in the middle of, of stuff. So was the church remodeled when you did that back in 2009? No, they didn't have cameras oh, or nothing up. Okay. It was just, yeah, it was a whole different, different set of circumstances, but Drew's right. You know, I was aware of all the stories too. And, and, trying to research, you know, that county and going to that county's historical society and looking into records is what I usually try to do is, is do that and then try to cross reference. So the way you guys attack the jail in Galene, or excuse me, Galene, um, and doing the things that you did, you're on the right track because even they hadn't heard some of the stuff that you guys were, were talking about there too. So it's always good. Like you said, that like Drew already knows what he's doing. He knows how to do this stuff. It's what he's into. You know, that's why it was great that, you know, you met him and you guys are working together and I came across, I've been, I've been stalking him and watching him for a while because I was really, I was really interested in, in his history stuff and, you know, him going to the limits that he did and being so passionate about it. Um, hey, everybody, we've come up on the 30-plus minute mark here in the show. We normally take our break. We're going to take a quick break here in the program. I want all of you to stay tuned for more right here on the um, Unrestricted Paranormal Show. I'm Dan Holroyd, your host from the Southern Michigan Paranormals, and, of course, unrestrictedparanormal.com. Now, when you go to our network, uh, when you go to spell unrestricted, you go spell unrest, then XTRD, okay, unrestricted. I spelled it a little different. Uh, dot com. Also, uh, give a look at our sponsors, Henderson Castle, hendersoncastle.com. Go over there, book your next stay there. If you're going to Southwest Michigan and you head towards the lake, if you will, to South Haven, Michigan, you can book your next day at historichotelnichols.com. I also work with those folks as well as Henderson putting on dinners and historic ghost tours. We'd love to have you guys come out and take a look. Uh, also, uh, Gun Barrel Coffee, you've had the rest, drink the best gunbarrelcoffee.com great guys run by veterans brewed and roasted by veterans and they have a slew of products then all the proceeds not all but a lot of the proceed uh, money goes to help out veterans organizations i'm going to be back for more right after this
Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome, but with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free, it's confidential, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you are not alone. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hey, guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns, and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cord. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Zeros and ones. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. You don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
Okay, we are back here on the program. Thank you for listening to all those PSAs and that great rock and roll music that I throw in here. And let me remind you, too, that you're listening to us right now on Saturday night. I know you are because it's after 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are on Unrestricted Radio as well. Not just my network, but also Unrestricted Radio, unrestrictedradio.com, okay? Tell your friends, your neighbors, even the relatives you don't like, okay? It's a free app. Download it. You can listen anywhere in your car, uh, any of this stuff. Unrestrictedradio.com. We play the music and bands that other stations and mainly stations in your town won't play. We have everything from grunge to uh, rock, uh, hard metal, uh, all stuff, uh, punk bands, uh, classical. If you listen to this program, you've already heard some crazy stuff tonight. Uh, my, my extreme of music goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for being here tonight. <laughs> I've got two guests with me. I've got Tommy amongst the tombstones, Tommy tombstone, and also drew living history's mysteries. You know, one of those, those guys that when you go to the bathroom, make sure you light a match. One of those guys. <laughs> um, I meant that because he's Scottish. I, not that he poops and stinks the place up. I, I didn't mean it that way. Um, Drew also is, is uh, my my of, wife would tell a different story. Mine probably too. He's also the leader of the Midwest Para Historical Society, and I am a happy person to have uh, been brought into that. As we were telling our our viewing audience, not you guys couldn't hear it uh, because I took that part out of the show. Um, the acronym for that group is MPS, which I find really interesting because my group, Southern Michigan Paranormals, is SMP. So really weird, really weird how those kind of changed around and how him and I met. Um, again, I was stalking him for a while and watching his history stuff. I loved seeing this guy in his, uh, you know, his historical getups. And uh, I was kind of digging that, especially uh, we found out, too, when we met that we're Ghostbuster fans. Obviously, you see what's behind uh, Drew there. That's one of the Sony movie posters. And uh I think I gave a few of them away uh, the night we all met. So hopefully you guys all have your posters. And uh, folks, uh, we'll get back with the show here in a second. But October 19th, okay, if you're anywhere near Portage, Michigan, uh, the Ghostbusters are going to be there uh, in the lobby, Kalamazoo Ghostbusters, and also uh, might as well say GLGC, Great Lakes Ghostbuster Coalition. will be November 19th. Yep, the 19th uh, will be there from 5 to 9 p.m. Uh, kind of hosting, you know, finally the premiere. The movie's finally here. Now, my guys, uh, I say my guys. I call them my guys, my boys, my girls, my folks. Uh, the Detroit group made the trip to New York. His and dog packed. Saw the movie yesterday. And uh, the reports oh. I got back were, were two count. So I'm not going to give any spoilers. So <coughs> expecting over the top, woohoo, you know, from one guy, didn't really get that. He said, there were some things, but we're going to love it. And then my other guy said, oh, he loved it, and we're going to absolutely love this movie. So that's a good thing. And I got to see a lot of different things from that as well. But let's get back to the show. So we're talking paranormal. We're talking to these two guys. I've already asked Tommy kind of, you know, how he got started, what he did. Um You've told me the story, Drew. We got a new audience here for you on my my program. How did you get started in the paranormal? I knew you you do the history thing. I'm going to have you on another program, and we're going to talk solely about that and and not paranormal, but paranormal stuff. How did you get interested and in, say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of combine this and make this a thing." Well, 
much like a lot of people who uh, get involved in the paranormal, th they've been in some way, shape or form and in, involved in it their whole lives. Um, I actually grew up in a very old farmhouse that was built right around the area era of the civil war as a little one room log cabin. And as time rolled on uh, sometime in the, uh, the 1870s, there was the first death uh, from starvation during winter when the place got snowed in. But as time rolled on, they slowly built the house around this cabin. And in the uh, early 20th century, one little girl who was jilted by her fiance um, hung herself out in the out one of the outbuildings. And then in like the 50s, or early 60s, another girl hung herself from the railing of the banister upstairs uh, on the staircase. And um, so when we moved in there when I was 12 years old, we constantly were hearing and feeling and seeing things. And I'll, I'll be completely honest, Ghostbusters had a lot when it come to getting me involved with the paranormal. I always thought it would be cool to hunt down ghosts and then in the what late 90s early 2000s ghost adventures popped up and, and much like myself zach baggins started off and experienced the paranormal and decided he wanted to find the answers and he wanted to find the evidence to prove that these things really existed and what two years ago uh, well it'll be two years in feb this coming february i i had already had my channel on youtube living history comes alive for about a year roughly uh, 11 months and my partner mark and i who is another historical reenactor like myself we decided we were going to go out and look at historic haunted locations and we did that in february last year right after COVID hit everybody was keeping their distancing and we come across some very very cool historic cemeteries in the state of michigan and northern indiana what we call the michiana area and as the last year and a half almost two years has gone on you know i have completely flipped the channel over from being a history slash paranormal channel to being a parahistoric channel um we i don't do as much just regular history anymore as i do haunted historic locations investigations um uh, I, I do videos on haunted historic locations throughout the country, other people's investigations, whatever, you know, whatever keeps folks interested and keeps them scratching their head and going, hmm, could it be? And I mean, besides that, and I love to say this, what is the paranormal besides an echo of history? These are our forefathers. These are our, our, our great, 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 
great, great, great grandmothers. These are ancestors who, who were communicating with, maybe not our own ancestors, but right. somebody's ancestors. I mean, this is our history coming back to talk to us in present day. Some of them are evil. I, I don't like to think that spirits in general are evil. But if you believe in heaven, you have to believe in hell. If you believe in some kind of higher power, you have to believe that there's some kind of evil higher power as well. And a lot of things we get into. I've been, I've had physical, yeah, I've had physical contact in three investigations this year. Never had physical contact before. But three investigations I've walked away from this year with scratches on my ribs, my chest, and my back. Right. And that's how it was for me as well. And he's speaking the truth, folks. Everybody listen carefully, because as I got into this, I was very skeptical of the touching and, you know, grabbing things of that nature, because you you hear so much of it. And there's so much sensationalism that's attached to all of these TV shows, you know, movies, whatever it is. And like Drew, uh, very young age, we have some differences, but uh, only in how I was involved. But you know, watching Unsolved, you know, Mysteries was part of it in the 80s. Also before that, In Search Of when I was a kid. Um, and then having oh my happen God, to yes. me when I, was, when I was a little kid all my life. You know, this has been happening to me and around me. So what he's speaking to is correct. You know, when I got a little older and I was, I started really going into some places rather than just, you know, hitting a few places. And we took it serious, but we, we were still learning. We weren't quite knowing what we were doing in the 80s and a few other things that we did back then, uh, me and a friend of mine. Um, I agree with Drew. You know, it had to have, it had to have a, a couple of different instances where I finally got touched you know, grabbed, uh, in a building and, uh, it, it, it got my attention rather quickly, uh, knowing that I was the only person in that room and, um, you can, you know, I physically felt it. I was in another investigation where we had a bench that was made of a lot of very heavy metal. I would almost say, um, you know, some, uh, made of iron and then they had made a bench and it was in a locker room at a very historical paper company here in Kalamazoo, that's over almost 200 years old. Same building I was in is, was about 160 or 70 years old when I was in it. And uh, this bench went across the floor when I went in there one night uh, because I was touting. You know, I said, hey, don't, you know, don't be a, a coward. And if you're going to move something, move something, show me that you're here because I see your shadow movement and I hear you. And uh, that was the wrong thing to, to say. Now, it didn't harm us. But still, something physically moved, and it was heavy. I mean, this bench was heavy. And the the next time was being touched uh, on top of my head. I happened to take a hat off at an investigation, and somebody was touching my bald head. And I felt it, you know, very extremely. So those were the first three indicators, as Drew said, that even though I'm into this and now I'm learning as I'm going, that really struck me that listen. You know, I don't know about the fantastical side of this stuff where it's grabbing and throwing people around and whatnot, but certainly if it can grab my coat and almost yank my camera out of my hand, uh, move a bench and stuff, hey, the possibilities are there that maybe some of these stories might have something to them. And uh, pay attention. You know, have your intent where it needs to be. Pay attention to what you're doing. Don't aggravate. I, I do not allow people in my group to go in there and do the Zach Bagans crap. Um I'm not having it, and I do. I did say crap. I think that's the wrong way to go at this. If you're going in there, use a little tact. 
be kind and courteous. Uh, you're going to get more stuff, you know, happen to you and more things want to communicate to you when you're using that approach rather than calling things out. Um, I just think that's dangerous too. Cause again, we're not quite sure the limitations of what goes on from the other side. And I, I do agree with Drew as well that there's some bad, bad mojo out there, some bad shit out there and you just got to be careful. Excuse my French. Uh, Tommy, have you encountered anything like that yet? Have you been touched yet or had anything really weird? Yeah, it's funny. Cause he, um, could, only, he could only hope so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I wish. Um, yeah, no, um, the, how me and Drew met kind of basically was I got my information um, from Silverbrook Cemetery and Niles from Drew's video. That's how I found out about him. And then he reached out to me. Um, but that was the very first time I got touched. I was at Anna Eisner's tomb and I was touched and I've never felt that before until that moment. And it was it blew me away. And that that whole investigation there blew me away. I mean, that's such a large cemetery. There's so much history there. And I mean, Drew can testify for that. 18,000 graves. Yeah. It's, uh, Danny, I don't know if you've ever been there, but that's definitely a place to check out. Yeah, Drew and I talked about that. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, I've been touched. um, I don't know how many times. That was the first time, but maybe like two or three times. Um, And then, like, the, and then as far as the bad mojo stuff, um, I don't rec any, don't, I don't recommend this to anyone, but, um, two videos ago that I did on my channel, I did a, a, a seance, if you want to say at Prospect Hill Cemetery. Um, but before that we had, you know, like the EMF detector falling off the headstone on its own, which blew me away. Um, it could have been the wind, but the way it fell and everything was in what I was saying when right. it did, happened, I mean, it blew me away, but I had some, a lot of dark things come out, out of that seance. It was like a seance, uh, Estes method. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one, Danny or Drew, but at the end there, I mean, it got really, really dark, really dark with the, the responses. So I've seen the dark things happen. That was probably one of the most darkest, the most dark um, occurrence that's happened out of any of the um, investigations that I've done. But I, of course I kind of, agged it on with doing uh such a thing you know so that's on me <laughs> well and that's what See, we I, earlier. i feel like we were talking about intent you got to be careful with your intent too go ahead Drew. yeah i just feel like and and this this is probably one of the big ways that danny and i differ and if i go to a location and i know that there has been previous activity there, but nothing is responsive. I, I will do the Zach Baggins thing. I have done the Zach Baggins thing. You know, are, why are you, why are you being a coward? Why aren't you responding to us? Why why don't you? Are you afraid to be seen? Or are you that big of a coward? You have passed over. You have moved on to a plane of life. You have accomplished something we can't. But you're afraid to make yourself known, stop being a coward. And I've got responses back. And it, 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 it's almost like you challenge them to respond. And then they, they're like, oh, well, I'm not gonna back down. And they start to respond to you. Now, granted at none of those investigations have I ever been attacked. I've never had a physical contact at any of those investigations. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not here to debate that. I, I just don't allow it in my group because 
I, I'm just not sure what's going to happen at the end of that rope. Now, if it works for you and you got things going on, I ain't going to, I ain't going to dish you on that brother. Like I said, we all got our different ways of doing this stuff. And, you know, if I'm there as a guest and you're doing that, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to say a word and rest assured all is cool and, and uh, ghostbuster land. But um, as I now, said, I, I don't, I, I, do I don't count you as a guest anymore. Well, you're what part you, of the team now. I don't count you as a guest. Well, I appreciate it. That's true. But I, I appreciate it. But what you said there is not exactly what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, you know, you want to go to a place where you know, here's a man who was electrocuted. You're at his gravesite. Um, you're out there to talk to him and you want to berate him. Let's say he's still hanging out and you want him to communicate with you, uh, whether he be damned or not. That's the issue I've had because we've gone into private investigations and I got my team where there's, you know, I, well, there's, there's one called the Kalamazoo house. Now we knew that there was a suicide in there. And the one thing I didn't want the, the film students doing is just what you said. You know, I didn't want them calling this person out because he didn't want to communicate. I mean, this person killed himself. Uh, I don't know his history. I don't know what's going on there. So a lot for me, it's just a courtesy thing. I'm not, I'm not debating you on it. Um, I'm just saying, you know, there's certain mm-hmm. lines that I, I will go to because I've said what you've said. I still do. I'll ask a lot of emotional. I, I, I turn the questions around now, I think, where I, I turn it into more of an emotional response type thing, too. And I've still used the coward word. I have to admit out here on the show I've done it. Um, but a lot of the times I'm like, listen, you know, you don't have to be afraid of me. I'm not I'm not here to do anything. Just show yourself. You're showing yourself to other people and scaring the living hell out of them. Well, then come see, I've done what you've done. Then come forward and scare the hell out of me. Or if you're in this closet and you're screaming at this guy, a personal house I work, um, and you're grabbing him and yanking on his bed at night, I'm here, I'm right here. I'm right here. Now, I don't want my team doing that. I'll do it. I'll take it on myself because I figure spiritually, hopefully I'm strong enough that, you know, and being as big as I am, good luck trying to pick me up and throw me around. But if it happens, I'll be the first to tell all of you out here on the show when you see me in my body cast and, you know, all bandages up that that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go, <laughs> you know? And I, I'm just, I'm just saying I, I err on the caution of a lot of things because I, I just operate with more respect, but if it works for Drew and it, he gets responses, then go keep doing it, keep doing it. Whatever works to get these people to talk to us. And, and I do say people folks, you heard me, um, <laughs> You know, whatever they were in life, I think some of them are still the same thing on the other side. And that includes a-holes. Uh, Drew and I have talked about about that shortly. And I'll get you guys' perspective on this. Um, because I've worked a, a couple of cases where through research and talking to, to people there and whatnot, um, that we know that this person was an a-hole when they were alive. They don't want anybody having the house. They're being an a-hole right now. They're talking to us on either with the ghost box or without the ghost box. I've gotten EVPs on both ends. Uh, they're nasty. They're crappy. Um, and, you know, threat of moving them on to a place maybe they don't want to be. Uh, we've had to try to deal with that in a certain way. And so I get asked a lot at lectures, you know, are, are bad people still hanging out? And as Drew said, he's encountered that too. Yeah. And I call it evil. I mean, if somebody's just nasty and done things and are, you know what I mean? Uh, this gentleman shot his brother over property. So how much more mean do you need to be? Shoot your own brother over property, you know? 
Uh, and then the whole town did a write-up on you and hated the guy in their historical uh, book that they did. So what's your perspective on that? Have you, have you run across that yet, Tommy? Um, not Nothing to that extreme, but I've definitely gotten responses where it's like they don't want me there. Right. They, they want they don't want to talk to me like get out you know uh leave but nothing like where it's like swearing or something like that so i haven't really dealt with that too much no we had Fortune. a little bit of, we had a little bit at the jail i do remember well, yeah, hearing yeah. things at the jail yeah, yeah. that that's what, what i was just grinning about was the jail <laughs> and i know you've had those those times or uh Drew, I know for those of you who didn't see that video, I, I, I have to cut in here. For those of you that didn't see that video on my channel or on Tommy's channel uh, on YouTube, um, we were doing an Estes session, which you have to you have to understand first. An Estes session, you put on a sound sound canceling headphones. You're plugged into the the voice box, and somebody else is questions you can't hear the questions but you're just saying what comes over the voice box and one of the people locked up in this jail that was accused of a murder was a young woman married having an affair with somebody the uh, a man wound up being murdered and they the, the people having the affair were accused of doing it and Danny was asking the questions Tommy was responding to the questions and I was filming and she started with this get out leave go and then they she realized the cell door was open i was standing in the cell door filming and she's with this go stop leave so i'm like okay all right all right so i backed the camera up and slammed the cell door i said now you're stuck in there with him and have to talk to him <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden started responding again and it's like, okay, sometimes using a little bit of force. Now, I don't know if Danny's gone into any details about what we have coming up tomorrow night. And I won't go into a lot of detail about it either. But we are, uh, our, our little team here, Danny, Tommy, myself, and, and my researcher, um, Mark, are going to meet a local business owner here in Cass County, Michigan. Uh, tomorrow, they owned a, a, an old historic building for 26 years. They've always had things happening. But here of late, these things have gotten worse. And somebody made the statement to me when I, because I, you can't find any history on these buildings. I don't know nothing about the downtown district prior to 26 years ago when these people bought this property. What's what the was there before? There? What's the county that's in, Drew? Mm -hmm. It's Cass. County? Cass County. Yep. Cass, Cass County. Um, but we know if it's always been a saloon. We don't know if somebody was killed there. We don't know if somebody committed suicide there. The place used to be all Potawatomi Indian land. What happened to them when it come to the founding of this town or this location or this ground in specific? It could be anything. The basement section of this building is full of old materials and stuff from previous owners that they never came back and got. 
what kind of possible artifacts are in those multiple boxes and stuff that may have a spirit stuck to them that don't like the changes that's been made to that place. I did get an email back from the that, museum actually tonight. I just want oh, to point you? that out. I got a little bit of information. Um, as far as anyone dying there, they have no idea. Um, but it's apparently it was originally built in uh, 1913 as the Elks <clears> Temple. <throat> I don't know if you knew that. Mm -hmm. um, At the what? The That's Elks what? Temple. Oh yeah. He said Elks. the property it was, an Elks was Lodge. the. The property was never residential, but it said unless they had apartments upstairs after the Elks left. Um, he didn't say a whole lot, but he gave a little bit of information about the the building itself. I can I can send it to you guys later, but okay, they did respond to me. Yes, though. please do. Well, I, I heard after the Elks left that the deer moved in, and they left, and the antelope weren't there that long because they just hopped in and out. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a bad, bad joke for the show tonight, folks. Wow. <laughs> that sounded like you were cutting up a body and something there, whatever that noise was. Um, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I got to get, get a silencer on my chainsaw. I will <laughs> I will get with you guys for sure on that tomorrow. Um, I know we're on the air right now, and uh, I might, like I said, I had some things going on tonight. It, you know, grandkids. So that might be a thing tomorrow too, but let me know what the exact time is. You're thinking that you guys wanted to go down there. 7.30, I think it was, right? I, I'm, yeah, well, we're supposed to meet them at 7.30. Okay. I was thinking show up about a quarter after or so. Okay. So on the segue to my next uh, question. Um, so what do you think you've learned so far Um just in the short time you guys been doing this and whoever wants to answer that. And what do you think that you've learned that you didn't, that you didn't, that you thought you knew, but you learned something else. You know what I mean? Uh, trying to figure out how I formulate I'm, this question. Usually I'm not this terrible an interviewer. Um, what is it? You I'm going to let him go learned? first. Yeah. What do well, you feel well, I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask it this way. So you thought you knew certain things, but you've learned something else. And what is it? that you think you could put your hand on that you think that you've learned that you didn't think you knew? Well, definitely from the experiences, that's for sure. I've learned a lot from the different things I've experienced doing these investigations, um, using different <laughs> um, gear, um, the techniques. I, I mean, I've learned quite a few from uh, Drew, from what he does and how he presents himself through the investigations. Um, it's made me mature a little bit more about it. From, you know, before, like Drew said, you know, I try to make before I was trying to make my videos a little bit funny, kind of like I took my investigation seriously the entire time. But I try to add in like comedy aspects, like throwing in like movie clips and stuff like that or sound effects and stuff like that. But the more I got into it, the more I was like, I kind of toned that down and got more serious with it, with the history. Um, so, yeah, what was Go back to the question. Just ask it one more time, because I. Well, I mean, wanna... what is it that you think that you've learned that's new for you? Let me put it that way. Anything new since you've been working with Drew that it's kind of kind of made you sit back and go, "Wow, you know, that's new for me." I guess I thought something was this way, but it really isn't, and that's that's fascinating. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I would have to definitely say the techniques, um, how I uh, 
present my uh, investigation, how I um, determine, uh, you know, about a place, like what happened there and stuff, like the research. Definitely from Drew, definitely the research, 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 research. Um, I can't say that enough, um, the history and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a mix of different things, but I have to say like research techniques, um, history about places, um, and the experiences, like it changed me throughout it. Like I said, when I, when, if you look at my videos, my older videos, not only was the editing not as good, the editing, um, but like, as you see, as it progresses, um, the editing got better. Okay. Um, the 10, the techniques, right. Um, yeah, your, your production, your production, yeah, the production yeah. The, and then showing the history and, you know, just being more mature, I guess, about certainly doing it. I guess Certainly. that's the, if that answers the question. It does. It, it No, it does. I mean, that's an important part, you know, and you're going to learn, you know, like some of the other stuff as you go, as you're already seeing, you know, being with Drew. And hopefully, like I said, I, I'm not going to like toot my horn here, but I, I'm i hoping to put some things into the mix. Oh, toot. Please toot. Um, well, I mean, you know, you I'm toot. not <laughs> all the time you want. I'll make sure it smells like rose rose water. Um, but you know, to put stuff in there and to show, show you some new things that I think what might fascinate you guys as well, but you guys are already doing, like I said, you guys are already doing the things that you should do to just start investigating. I always caution a lot of, of younger people or people getting into this, even if they've been doing it a, a year or two. Um, and I've been doing it longer again, I may not have all the answers, but I try to tell them too, it's like stick to old school. If if anything's starting out at first, old school. And what I mean by that, and people listening, people watching, is that you can get started in this by getting yourself a good digital recorder. They're affordable. You don't have to have digital because I still have a mini cassette recorder, and you can still get tapes, and I still use that on certain occasions. Um, we also have a VHS unit, VHS unit, and a camera that works with it. And, and I will explain why that's old school and why it's still something good to hang on to. It's because when you have an interruption or paranormal interference, folks, on digital recorders, digital cameras, that's a digital signal that's bouncing constantly when it's operating. You know, it's think of it like this, like it's tapping. And the minute you get any kind of electrostatic interference or EMF in interference that we think might be a spirit, this is what it does. It stops. It's, it, it instantly stops because in the digital world, it's, it's interrupted. So there's nothing making contact with anything else to continue recording. Now, VHS and also cassette recorders, unless the power is drained and the recorder stops itself, if you get static interference, there's times I picked up voices on cassette recorders when we've had static interference, which we think is something otherworldly. Okay, I'm not telling you straight out it's a ghost, but it, it shouldn't have happened. And in, in between that, the magnetic heads on the inside, folks, are still running and making a recording on that tape. It has not, if it has not stopped that recorder, it's still recording. So I've listened in there and that white noise, the same thing we're doing with our, a little bit of what we're doing with our ghost box. Um, I've gotten stuff. The same thing can be said for VHS, folks, uh, that we've had static interference. And thank goodness I was using a VHS unit at a private investigation and when things happened, something was interfering with my signal and I started getting strange static on the camera. Same at Henderson Castle. I had one, you know, running on our VHS player, 
stationary looking at the stairs and instead of the static going horizontal like it's supposed to in any of your devices that are, you know, cameras or television wise, that it was it was <laughs> vertical. That shouldn't happen. And it was doing weird stuff and we could hear whispers and then it lasted about 30 se- seconds or so and then just stopped. Weird. So old school. Old school also meaning notepad, okay? Now, when I operated in the world of, let's say, things that run the other opposite side of crime, we'll just put it that because I'm going to run out here and tell everybody I did all these crazy things. But we were taught that when we were doing an, uh, any kind of an investigation or interview, uh, anything happening, write it down immediately. Nothing this big, but they make little notepads. I still carry them. I have one in my case. So when I've had something major happen, I go in there right away. I turn on my flashlight. I start writing because you may think you're not going to forget certain little aspects of things that just happened, but you will. And then you'll be you'll be pissed off later that you may have left something out that was important to the case or whatever it is you're investigating. So I'm getting ahead of myself. So old school guys, get a digital uh, recorder. Get yourself a digital camera. They have new cameras that are affordable. Those things are fantastic. If you do not have a high enough memory on it, make sure you go out and get yourself a bigger, you know, little flash that goes in there, SIM card, you know, gigabytes. Um, always have this. Always have a flashlight so you can see in the dark. I am the worst offender. I am the absolute worst offender, even though I train people in my group. I forget. I inevitably forget my flashlight sometimes. Um, used to be I had to have a flashlight intervention. You do too. You got two, yeah. And Drew, Drew caught that too because I had I stopped and bought one at the gas station before we went to the jail because I'm searching everywhere high and low and I can't find my flashlight. Now I, here it is. Now I found it. It was here when it should have been in my case. So that's how you should get started out and 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 go at it slow. You know, um, watch Drew's stuff. Watch Tommy's stuff. Watch some of my stuff. There's some good people out here who are going to give you you know, good hints and good information as to how you should be, you know, conducting yourself uh, going out here and doing this work. And if you're in it just for the chase and you just want to see if you can find activity, I don't, I don't diss on that. I don't diss on it at all, all folks. Um, I just want you guys to be respectful. And uh, those of you out here listening to just be respectful when you're in the cemeteries, try to be respectful of the dead. Uh, don't bring things down on yourself. Um, I want to do another show with these guys. Where we're going to talk about a whole slew, like a round table, a whole slew. We'll get the other guys involved too. A whole slew of things that I think maybe we should all share opinions on and cover. Cause again, just because I say something, I could be just as full of poop as, you know, the next guy. It's just, I'm just going by some experiences folks. You know, I'm just sharing experience uh, that I've had in this. And I think these two guys have something really good going. And uh, I am pleased as pigs in poop. Uh, to have met him and be there's a lot of poop going on in this tonight, <laughs> and a lot of poop being mentioned. the The thing of it is, and I mean this as a compliment, guys. Okay, I do that. It feels right, and I see a lot of opportunity uh, for all of us involved. You guys are, you know, really focused on your content and as in accordance to what you're doing. I'm going to get on board a little bit of that too. You know, Drew's like, are you going to do a video? How come you're not doing a video? And I didn't give him the big long story as to why I've kind of dropped off doing the content thing. One of the bigger reasons is, is this show tonight. I'm running a network and I've got a slew 
of podcast stuff that I'm working on constantly. But, I, you know, I, I got my thing out of storage. I used it actually at the Comic-Con, which, you know, can go around and film some stuff, film some locations, and maybe put a little bit of content up there as well. But I like what I see. I, I absolutely love what I see. Um, you guys all have great personalities. Uh, I was trying to feel all of you guys out when I first met you and just a good group of guys, just, uh, you guys are on the right track of just chasing some stuff down. And I hope to bring you into, into some things that, uh, I have access to, which I've promised and I will keep my promise, um, that I'm working on some new things for you guys too. Uh, and some other small towns and in our uh, South. I, I hope so. Uh, oh Yeah. I, I, I personally, last year, uh, Mark and I had to quit doing our investigations in, you know, middle November. We didn't get started back up till late March, early April, because you can't hunt through historic cemeteries in three feet of snow. And I know that Danny has been around long enough that he has got the contacts uh, to find us. In, inside investigations through the winter, places we can go, uh, places I would love to go. Now, now, you know, Henderson Castle, Kalamazoo, even though I have heard mixed results from that place, I would still love to go there. Yeah, it's you know, a tough Allegan, one. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. You know, I heard, yeah, yeah. Heard, heard uh, you know, Allegan, Michigan. Yeah, you guys, so, I heard I mean, that just... tonight too, Drew, that, you know, well, on your, you know, on our feed, um, because I had a friend, Kathy Condor, who's already, you know, done a lot of that stuff up there. And, but I got, I got people I know up there too. So like I said, I'll, once I get some other things settled here and this whole Ghostbuster thing calms down in a week, um, yeah, I'll work with you guys. On Ghostbusters that, you know. will never calm down. What are you talking well, about? Well, at least the movie review is driving me nuts. You know, I'm such a fan. But um, so now before we go, I want you to each take a turn telling everybody where they can find your content and where they can locate you. You go first, Tom. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm Tommy Tombstone. My YouTube channel is called Tommy Amongst, Amongst, not Among, Amongst. amongst. <laughs> a lot of people give me shit for that, but I Tommy amongst the tombstones on YouTube. Um, check it out. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram. Tommy underscore tombstone. Um, that's really about it. I have a TikTok too. I just started that. I think Drew did as well. It's Tommy dot tombstone because he didn't let me do underscore. And yeah, that's about it. So like I said, Tommy amongst the tombstones, Instagram, Tommy underscore tombstone, and then TikTok, Tommy dot tombstone. If you're interested in collabing or hit me up, you can hit me up on any of those uh, social media sites, whatever you want to call them. Go ahead. And I'll, and I'll tell all you guys, and I'll do this thing like my friend Casper site does, you know, go to his page, do the thing. Okay. Subscribe and do the thing. Help a guy out. All right. Oh yeah. I'll have to, I'll, I'll, I'm at 90. Okay. I don't have that. It just doesn't sound like a lot, but I have 91 subscribers right now. I'm trying to hit 100. So I'm only like nine subscribers away from hitting 100 subscribers on YouTube. So if you can well, help you help a boy out, you know what I'm saying? I, I will go. Cre I will go create different personalities and get you up to hundred <laughs> matter of minutes. I'm kidding. I, I can't. There you go. Help them out. Go ahead, Drew. Well, uh, you can find all of our content on YouTube. Uh, living histories mysteries um there are 
we have a play we have a playlist on there called living history comes alive which is all of our straight history and then living histories mysteries is all of our paranormal stuff our investigation paranormal videos on other haunted locations throughout the country of course i'm also on instagram uh under living history comes alive and like tommy mentioned i just started a TikTok to send out uh previews and notifications to the humongous TikTok community that's into the paranormal and uh on, under TikTok, i'm also under living history comes alive um of course i'm also on facebook um you can find me on there under midwest parahistoric society uh all of my videos that i post the link is posted to that uh, that little page on there we are trying to grow we are at almost 5,000 subscribers and most of those uh hit us when we switched over to parahistoric investigate there are a lot of history lovers out there. There are a lot of paranormal lovers out there. But when you find a way to smash those two things together, that's when people start coming out of the woodwork and going, hey, he's right. What is the paranormal besides just an echo of history? So that's where you can find us at Living Histories Mysteries on YouTube. All right, you heard it there, folks. Um, these guys are going to make sure that they give me links tomorrow, not tonight, because I'm going to go upstairs and have dinner, spend time with Mama Cat. <laughs> make sure you, even though I have all your stuff, resend all your links to me if you guys would. Um, and I will make sure because I'm going to try to spend some time early in the morning on the network to get all your stuff as promised linked over on my network which is the unrestrictedparanormal.com network. I own and run that, control my own content. Uh, you're going to find uh, Drew stuff there. You're going to find Tommy stuff there uh, with with active links so that when you're on their page, uh, you can it'll say click here. And you'll see a handsome picture of, of Drew there or Tommy. Uh, and you click on that and phew, it takes you right over to their stuff. I'll have different links up there for them. They will have their own page. So your audience people can come to me. Mine will come to you. We'll all come together and it'll be one big sticky mess. Wait, what? <laughs> That's, a That's different exactly show. what it should be. Right. This isn't a kid-friendly program, so I can get away with those jokes. Um, so I appreciate you guys taking your time out to be with me. I know it was, like I said, a little hectic tonight. Uh, normally, I don't have these things going on, but we got some grandkid things happening. So I'm kind of running back and forth doing some stuff. But, uh, hey, everybody, you've been listening to uh, our program here, Unrestricted Paranormal Show, on the one and only Unrestricted Paranormal <laughs> dot com network unrestricted paranormal dot com network as well as facebook you're gonna hear this program red circle i don't talk about it enough i probably should folks if you go to red circle podcast you will find a page there called unrestricted paranormal any podcast i have produced what with whatever name old stuff whatever it's it's there it's there also we're getting ready to be hooked up with uh, iTunes and iHeart and TuneIn Radio and about 600 other places. So if you're telling us you can't find us, you're full of – here it goes. More poop, Drew. You're full of poop, okay? You're full of poop because we're going to be out there everywhere, and I'm going to try to help these guys as well 
uh, you know, market and do some things uh, in the background too, whatever little bit I can, I can do. Um, so thank you for being here. Don't forget Henderson Castle. And don't forget too, guys. Go ahead. Don't forget too, if you want to see Danny at these investigations, you, since Danny don't put up his own investigation videos, you can see Danny on ours on Living History's Mysteries and see just how good he really is because oh, I'm Lord. blown away by this guy and I am just ecstatic that he's part of our team now and I'm ecstatic that he's my friend. Tommy, he's just Tommy. I, I, <laughs> All right. I, wow, Drew. I, 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 I get hope the shit I, for this. Yeah, I hope the chat clears. Look, buddy. Bud. <laughs> the check um i appreciate bouncy, that very bouncy, kind words. Bouncy, no bouncy. i i think that of both of you i think that all of you all of you that i met that night i think there's a, a huge potential here we will help one another and uh as i said everybody you know sponsors hendersoncastle.com uh historic hotel nickels.com i'm looking to do an investigation off season these guys will be with me including a couple of my team members so we're going to really be able to get in there and uh, do the things we want to do finally at Hotel Nichols. Uh, I mean, partially to my wife being, you know, the assistant general manager. Uh, but that's here and we're there, folks. Uh, when we did Thanks, that, a, Kat. Yeah, when we did that a few years ago, we just way too many people, and we weren't we we weren't given unvetted access. But we will have that this time. Uh, plus, I've done some research and I got some great stuff uh, on that building. Uh, also, go to Gun Barrel Coffee. I got to get these guys drinking it. Now, I just had a new coffee, but go, go to Gun Barrel, get their coffee. Okay, it's good stuff, folks. GunBarrelCoffee.com. I had one that a friend sent me tonight. It's Proton Pack Coffee. Kid you not. Uh, it is, uh, uh, yeah, Ooh. it's a coffee from Buffalo, New York, of all places. And um, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I'll, I'm going to talk to these folks. I'm also going to be having probably 6,000 coffee supporters on here and sponsors, guys. <laughs> so everybody listening to the program, be I, I would imagine soon we're going to have Rescue Coffee right out of here in Kalamazoo. Uh, she's been wanting to be part of this and, and help us do the thing that we're doing on the network. Uh, these guys are going to now, as of tonight, they are officially part of the unrestrictedparanormal.com network. Uh, you know, their content is on there as well. And, uh, I'm going to look forward to asking their help and doing some uh, productivity and some different things because we really want to launch, even though we're, you're seeing us now on, on YouTube, I really want to launch a way that we are going to convert a lot of what we do as far as podcast shows and whatnot, including taking commercial breaks and sliding in edit, you know, videos and sliding in audio. I have access to all of that. I'm going to sit down with these gentlemen and we're going to figure this out on this network and we're going to really make this thing pop. So, you know, we'll do their stuff, our stuff, all of our stuff, maybe, even, you know, maybe even do a thing where we have one particular show all together outside of our individual shows and just really share with you. But uh, I appreciate you being here as always. Uh, I'm going to leave you with these words that I do on my big dog show, as well as my, I want to believe show. That if you cannot be kinder and smarter, please be quieter. Okay? Just do me that favor. Just be quieter.